Hello and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's Garbage People and a look at all the trash juice news stories. My name is Erica and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Ooh, feels good to be back to normal. Oh my goodness. I missed it. Mm-hmm. 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 Classy didn't feel right. It just, it didn't sit well in my soul. Didn't feel like us. Mm-mm. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to Friday's bonus episode, Classy Classy. It was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> we we rebranded on social media and mm-hmm. put out a little bonus episode mm-hmm. with our classy personas. Yeah, I don't even remember how I did what voice I did. I, I can't. I can't even find it at this point. But it it. Uh, it's I'm so trash that I, I don't know what a classy person is that I just think that they're just like some cartoon oligarch. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I'm right? like, hmm, my servants. That's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I simply don't walk. I float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, a classy person just is, probably has like manners and just, you know, carries <laughs> themselves well within the world. But I'm like, hmm. They must they must have a pinky up at all times. I just I just I can't even fathom class, you know. It was so hard to not like say the F word. Like I think that that's gonna be our first episode that doesn't have the little E because I didn't curse because I know it's not classy to curse. I think I still put it on there just in case. <laughs> it's for the best. It's for the best. Because it was oh yes, I just want to <laughs> fucking do this, but it's like not how they talk. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the books would have to be rewritten at that point. <laughs> Some would say the rest is still unwritten. <laughs> Speaking of the the trashiest thing I've seen this week, it's not it's not what I did. It's what I've observed. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a pretty good April Fool's joke, which was somebody photoshopped Lay's potato chips doing an inst- so so they faked. Lay's potato chips announcing that Joe Biden had died. <gasps> Joe Lay's potato chips had not done this, but then they posted that to Twitter and we're like, WTF Lay's what's up? So then people flooded Lay's potato chips with like WTF Lay's are like, where's Joe Biden? Like, why'd you delete the post Lay's? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was to be the social media manager for Lay's potato chips that day. What a long day. It was a long day. It was very funny. Very, very funny. I was like, that's a great joke. Because that's like so many, so many prongs. But then the bad thing I saw, the trashiest thing I saw on April Fool's Day was season 12 of Drag Race had a contestant named Sherry Pie, who was arguably going to be a finalist and and was a front runner she was disqualified for catfishing doing fake casting calls encouraging people to take steroids for these casting calls making people do sexually explicit scenes and sending in tapes and things like this Um, like has admitted to doing such like she it's not like she's like, no, that wasn't me. Like, it's like, yes, this, these are things I did. I, you know, did these things. 
people came forward during her season of drag race. And so they had to like edit her out a lot of episodes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, who? Which season? Season 12. Oh, I didn't. Is that the one with Jan? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I'll look it up right now. I didn't I didn't see that season. Like, I don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, had been, you know, shamed away. And she came back to social media on April Fool's Day looking like a clown and was like, hashtag April Fool's, hashtag mental health, hashtag drag. I'm ready to come back to social media, y'all. And it's like, we what? On today of all days? Like, is this a joke? And uh, this is their re-entry into society, I guess. Wow. Yes, it was the season with Jan. With Jan. For what it's yeah. worth. And the only reason I know that is because Jan was on the All-Star season that I watched mm-hmm. after this. And so I was like, oh, fuck, I missed a season. But mm-hmm. whatever. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Jan, Jan, she's the man. Silk, silk with the good milk was my favorite little exchange from that all-star season. But what? yeah, Sherry Pie came back to social media and was like, hashtag mental health, hashtag April Fools. It's like, hmm, that's trashy as hell. That's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Why are you trash this week? I have a historical trash. Okay. Um, I, it. It came to me during what can be described, in my opinion, as an inappropriate conversation at work, but that's neither here nor there, and I won't get into it. But long ago, we used to throw a lot of house parties at my cousin's house in Colorado, and one of these house parties, I I don't know who these people were or where they came from you know like how house parties get mm-hmm. just people are there and you're like who are you oh well um but in your early 20s or like late teens you're like that's safe you know now i'd be like who the fuck are you get out no, of my house they're they're a growing organism and they just it's just a it's like a fungus they just people <laughs> come in and grow yeah. it's crazy how like in your early 20s you wouldn't even think to ask permission to bring someone to someone's house but now I would never fucking dare to show I asked permission to bring my fiance places yeah like, I was invited do I have a plus one to this event yes no matter how big or small anyways so there was this random guy and he got very very drunk and we, you know it was a party we didn't really hear any sort of commotion per se but at one point he had fallen asleep on the couch. And as you do at a house party to someone who falls asleep, we started stacking like boxes on his head and he was still asleep. <laughs> it was a whole thing. It was very fun. Anyways, the next morning, you know, and the aftermath, because all that was left was me and my cousins were like, yo, what happened to the upstairs bathroom? The towel rack is broken. The toilet paper holder is broken and the toilet is clog not like poopy clog just like this shit won't flush and turns out that guy who we hilariously stacked boxes on his head that stranger went into the bathroom fell down (laughs) i guess i don't know managed to break the towel rack break the toilet paper holder and knock into the toilet 
a shooter bottle. So like one of those like air airline. Not, uh, 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 what do they call them? Uh, a nip, a nip, a nipper. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I know them as shooter. You know, them as nip. Most people know them as airline bottles, whatever the fuck it is. Right in. What is this bottle to you? But <laughs> he knocked one of those in the toilet and tried to flush it. Oh my God. And we had to get like a plumber to come out. And it was like a whole fucking thing. So that man was uh, forever deemed as the wrecking ball. Perhaps this is not a story about me being trash because I wasn't the one who did this, but I was at that party and that makes me definitely trashy by proximity. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you trash? Well, I... In my classy voice, I attended a fancy wedding. Mm. But, uh, you know, before the wedding, while we're all standing around in the venue, they were circulating champagne. Mm -hmm. And being the little, you know, trash goblin that I am, I was like, I get my hands on that champagne as soon as possible. Duh. This is before the wedding? Before the wedding. Damn, yeah. that's classy. I want to do that too, but it's expensive to do. It's expensive, yeah. And by, by trash goblin, that might be a synonym for alcohol. It's it's a whole thing. But who knows? Who cares? Who knows? Who cares? So I was like, mm, I'm going to get some of that champagne. So I, you know, get a glass goblet of champagne. They gave you Very a goblet? Fancy. Huh? They gave you a goblet? Like a, like a glass, like a nice glass of, okay. of champagne. And so I was like, mm. And so I had my champagne and then I went to get another and I said oh what so I am talking to the cater waiter and I was like how do what do I do with this glass to get another glass and she's like you can't put it on my tray because I can't have old and new together but you can put it down your old glass and one of our bussers will come and get it and so I was like oh great so I took and she goes or I guess you could you know double fist it like saying how absurd that would be like in a voice that would be like I guess you could double fist it and I was like oh okay <laughs> so I, oh that's a good idea thanks oh great oh okay and so I took <laughs> took the second glass and she just was like oh like looked at me like oh that I was saying that as like the absurd option oh, and so God. I took you know the second glass of champagne and then walked over and put the other glass down somewhere and then she 10 seconds later walked over picked it up put it on her tray and then walked away and i was like what why couldn't i have just put it on your tray like i don't understand i wasn't trying to like it was just like a very odd exchange but she was saying like this would be the crazy option for you to double fist it and i was like Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just do that then. All right. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I am not meant for formal affairs. You know, see, and I see your logic. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm not meant for formal affairs either. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you know, those the waiters, it's tray past. You don't know when you're going to see another person. You have to, if this is carpe diem, seize the day. Mm -hmm. The, The cater waiters next to you with the champagnes, you might not see them again until after the ceremony. My ass, you better go get that second glass. A hundred, a hundred percent. Like my pioneer ancestors, I'm out there just manifest destiny champagne, you know? Yes. I mean, we 
as weak women are just gatherers, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately. So mm-hmm. We're gathering. Staking my claim, gathering, putting the nuts away for winter, you know? Yes. Brain <laughs> hair, bra- weaving things together. Yeah, absolutely. You get two glasses of champagne before the ceremony. You weave a basket. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, this is a very awkward exchange and then i i did the thing uh so they had an open bar hell yeah and so the first pass up to the bar i was like i'm gonna go big so i go up and i was like i'm gonna pick a lane because they had like three or four bartenders and i was like i'm gonna pick a lane and i'm always gonna go up to this bartender so that i have a rapport and i have made an impression (laughs) and so i i pick my lane and I was like, mm. and so I made sure he saw me put in, you know, like a, like a 20 in the tip jar. God, there is no easy way to nope. make sure that someone sees that you tipped them nope. without being like, hello, do you see? No. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, buy my money. Like, But it's so important that they see it. Yeah, so I like made like a uh, like a subtle but also flashy production of ooh, look at this manicured hand. I just got just got my nails done. Buy twenty into the tip jar, and I was like, thank you for you know for the drinks and mm, you know I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we had like a an exchange, but I was like, mm. and so I always went back to that lane. And uh, was you know wanted better service because of my your generosity my generosity (laughs) human it's just like god i'm such a bucket of trash but then is the uh, way to do it like to slip the 20 like try to hand them the 20 directly and then them go there's a tip jar right there and go oh 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 Oh, sorry (laughs) here you go like i yeah i i talked to winston i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna fold my money into like little square so i can just you know, palm it to him and shake hands. And he was like, don't, please don't do that. Please don't. Like, he didn't know if I was being serious or not before the wedding. He's like, please, please don't do that. Why would you shake hands with the bartender ever? And like, why would you do it that way? If there's a tip jar, (laughs) that's why he was like, please, please don't do that in front of like, don't do that. (laughs) Hey, I know you guys are all pooling tonight, but this one's for you. Yeah, like I Fuck your friends. Have you seen Casino with you know Sharon Stone? No, but Sharon Stone's crazy hot, so I'm disappointed in myself. Okay, so Casino, right? So there's there's a scene where Sharon Stone folds a hundred dollar bill like into a tiny square and she palms it to like a you know a valet. Mm-hmm. And like, it made such an impression on me as a child, but I was like, <laughs> that's how you get around in this world. As you, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I practice, I would practice like as a kid. Like, yeah. I would like fold dollars. Be like, I got a palm. You got to grease the palm. That's how you get. That's how you grease the palms. And like, oh was, my God. Have you ever actually really done it? I'm trying to, th- not to like an actual per. Like, I've done it to like friends where I'm like, mm, this is for you, but not to like <laughs> an actual 
not like currency exchange for goods or, you know, not to a, a real person. Thank God, because I think that would be humiliating for both parties. Like that lady did not have to fucking do that. (laughs) Just, just handed me this. But yeah, I, and then I asked for like a round of shots and they were like, we aren't permitted to do shots. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense probably because this is, we're garbage. And they were like, but we can make you a very tiny margarita. Oh. So they poured like shots of tequila with the slimmest top of a, of a like margarita, like above them hilarious and i was like "Mm, i like the way you think but again i had to grease the palm to get that done yeah interesting i the fact that you thought to get shots at all is speaks louder than words you know what i'm saying very loud before (laughs) we get into our stories this week we have a quick update yes my king (laughs) The king of class action lawsuits, Spencer Sheehan, who has filed more than 400 class action lawsuits. We've covered him before. He's targeted over 400 companies that have misled consumers with advertising and packages that do not hold up to scrutiny in his and the consumer's opinions had the lawsuit against pop tart saying that they aren't strawberry enough was thrown out by a federal judge boo this is a miscarriage of of justice and i will be writing a letter and when this federal judge comes up for election i don't know if that's how that works Mm, maybe or or it's just one that like the president puts in Maybe they're appointed for a lifetime, but his name judges work, but I feel like I should like there was a time in Trump's presidency where every like liberal news outlet was like, you should know how judges work. And then (laughs) I'm like, I, I should know how fucking judges work. And then I never learned how judges felt very important at one point. And right now it doesn't feel as important, (laughs) which is like, it's stupid because it is important. But at the same time, it was like, I really thought like, (laughs) tomorrow we're all going to be dead because Trump is in charge of all the judges. <laughs> so the name, the judge is U.S. District Judge Andrew Carter. Ooh. So if you're in his district, um, it's in New York. It's in New York. You know, write him a letter, uh, vote him out. Anyway, so damn, call to action. Call to action. Judge he's Andrew a- Carter, he's a judge for the Southern District of New York. And if he's appointed for a lifetime, move. <laughs> That'll okay, teach him. <laughs> Let's get into our first story. Okay. <laughs> That's the only recourse you have is to move. According to the New York Post.com, a taxi driver led cops on a two-state chase said that she just didn't feel like stopping. This is the America I want to live in where you have the freedom to just not stop. Really, though? No. I love a car chase. I mean, this is bananas. Like, she was she started in Alabama 
and it ended in Tennessee. Were spikes not thrown in front of her car at one point? They just let her like, they just let her go, and she because she didn't feel like stopping. Like literally, why didn't you stop? I just didn't feel like stopping today. There's nothing in this story about how like, and then they found out her trunk was full of meth or anything like that. She just like, how do you not feel like stopping so bad that you'd rather drive two fucking states? And how what is the gas mileage on this taxi? <laughs> no. Like, have you seen how expensive gas is right now? Oh my god, she's cruising like some sort of Prius taxi happens to catch her on a full full tank, and then she sees those sirens, and she's like, "Nah, yeah, not today." That's like so petty. <laughs> well, it's like I know that sometimes if you are if you are driving and you don't know, you can call nine one one and say, "Hey." There is a, a a cop car trying to stop me. Can you verify that this is in fact a cop car and I will pull over? And so they will they will, you know, dispatch and they will say, "Yes, in fact you are being pulled over by a you know, a real police officer." And you go, "Okay, thank you. You know, I am I'm yielding. I'm pulling over." That is a circumstance like if, if an unmarked car is pulling you over or something like that is a recourse that you have. Huh. Okay. But if it if it's like a not if it's a marked police car though, oh yeah no she just straight up was like not today. That's good to know though, Erica. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. If you're just like if you're not sure or if you're in an area where you cannot pull over, you can call nine one one and just say, "Hey, I see the the lights. Can you please let them like let the let them know." I've acknowledged that I will pull over. It's not safe for me to do so in this area or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I will. I'm not running or evading. I can't stop in this area. You know, wild. Yeah, but yeah, she, uh, she lost her job as a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she. She did not get to keep going. So no. no. Um, we got another wild story. Honestly, this makes me believe in the power of love. Okay. Well, I think no one's gonna be shocked at what I have to say about this. So <laughs> according to ukstyle.yahoo.com, holiday tattoo madness. I'm searching for the stranger whose name is tattooed on my bottom. A mom is trying to track down a man whose name she spontaneously had tattooed on her bottom during a girl's trip abroad. So she was with four friends in Spain and then she, they ran into like a bachelor party, a bunch of dudes dressed like babies who were all getting tattoos. And then they were like, Hey, I'll do it too. And basically it's how I see it going down. (laughs) Yes. So she tanned, she tattooed the name Daniel Ford F O R D E on her left cheek and paid 30 euro for the tattoo she didn't pay for it daniel did see so daniel paid for it i'm so yeah, sorry so daniel paid for it yeah. they struck up a conversation and the and the guy was like i'll get your or get my name tattooed on you i'll pay for it and then she was like okay uh, so then he returned to cardiff the next day and she has never seen him since and wants to get back in touch so she's she's looking for him on Facebook and shit. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Is this not a time traveler? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You can't find him? 
Right, right. Is it perhaps because he was time traveling and by you having this tattoo on your ass, you prevented World War Five, and you don't even know it? Like, honestly. Yeah. How is that? How You can't tell me that's not what happened. <laughs> this is this is honestly, to me, very, oh my God, uh, very Nicolas Cage, very The Declaration of Independence, very, what the fuck movie am I thinking of? Oh, oh no. Duh, it's the movie. Oh my God. Everyone What's wrong with us? Everyone's screaming at us. It's the one where Nicolas Cage steals the, don't look it up. I, we cannot Google it. It's the one where he steals the, oh, okay. National have, treasure. Oh, this is, honestly, this is that, yeah. that feels like close to having an orgasm when you, yes, when, when you're you, able to get there. And you Google. don't, you don't Google it. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it used to, you know, 20 years ago, we used to literally have to remember. We didn't have the option to really look it up. More than uh, 20 years ago, Erica. Yeah, more than years oh. been out for a long time. Oh, that hurts. Um, like this to me. Looking back on when you were four, when there was <laughs> when there was no computers. Damn it! But like, I miss but, it. Ooh. Yeah. Or or very um the Da Vinci Code where she's like, I've got this name tattooed on my rump, and then somebody's gonna come along and be like. Well, if you look at the letters and rearrange them, it's actually a clue. And then like, she's going to find out who Jesus's parents were, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the real ones, the real ones. Yeah. This is very clued to me, you know? Yeah. So she's trying to reach out and find him. I think that, you know, there's the Nicholas Sparks version of this where they get back in contact and fall in love, but it's very possible if this guy wasn't a time traveler that he was just like some drunk dude who like woke up the next morning was like we gotta get the fuck out of here i i let some girl tattoo my name on her ass and i really don't want to deal with this yeah. uh, me thinks daniel ford not his real name oh but no if you really you have the opportunity to get someone to get a fake name tattooed on you and you're not gonna and you're just gonna go with daniel ford and not a silly name like charlie mcdennis <laughs> what's charlie mcdennis i don't know just like, i'm just, uh, Mc, mcgillicuddy yeah no oh, i oliver I nipple <laughs> i just i don't i don't feel like Dan- she's never gonna find daniel ford because daniel ford does not exist wow a need yeah. more head. Oh God! Sorry, I just found one. I found that on Google. I obviously did not come up with that. Oh my God! Um, speaking of like, you know, vacation just got to get away. Holiday. Uh-huh. Let's get into our next story from NPR.org. Yeah, come at us that we don't get some good news. That's NPR, baby. It's a dot org. Yeah, no big deal. Did you donate? You think you're better than me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a tote bag one year for donating. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah Sweet. K- KCRW. You know, I'm a member. You know, that's the most NPR shit of like, thank you for your donation. Here's a tote. You know, yeah. to use at the grocery store because you shouldn't be using bags. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody knows you donated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pink Floyd. A flamingo on the lamb from the Kansas Sioux 
since 2005 is seen again in Texas. So a flamingo that flew away from the Kansas Zoo nearly 17 years ago and has been on the run ever since just got he they saw him in Texas. They didn't catch him, but they saw him. So (laughs) he was spotted in Cox Bay in Port Lavaca, 120 miles southwest of Houston. So there was like him and a bunch of other flamingos that arrived at the zoo from Tanzania. And it's unethical to amputate part of the bird's wings that let them fly when they're already like adults. And so instead they just kind of clipped the flamingos feathers, but there was a, in 2005 there, they let their feathers get too long and needed to be clipped again. And two of them escaped one of them being pink Floyd. And so uh, flamingos are naturally white, but they get their coloring from eating shrimp and other crustaceans that give them the pink coloring so pink floyd is actually a white bird right now because of the diet that they've been sustaining themselves on wow thank you for not gendering pink floyd yeah i i don't know i don't know pink floyd you know i don't know pink floyd's discovered about themselves on the lamb (laughs) so he's probably about 27 years old and flamingos can live until about age 30 so pink floyd's gonna die soon but (laughs) well everyone was wondering it he said when's this bird gonna die (laughs) that was my first thought i was like 17 years ago and this bitch is still alive how long do flamingos live okay so it started out in kansas city and it's made its way down to at some point, this bird was in Oklahoma. And he survived it? And he survived it. Like, like there was some redneck who was just like, hell, Martha, get, you know, feed the bird some sl-. Like, I just, I like to think about his life in Oklahoma for a little bit. Where he was just like living off slops in someone's backyard. and was just like, well, it's a nice life, but I got to get down to the ocean again, you know? you should write a book about it i know i kind of this is inspiring me yeah Yeah. i felt inspired by your da vinci code-esque daniel ford tattoo so we should both write books and then we don't have to do this anymore this free fucking pot i'm just kidding kidding. (laughs) and then you'll catch me i'll i'll be on the lamb like pink floyd you'll never fucking see me again yeah yeah we'll be rich Oh my goodness. So books. Oh, this is interesting. Flamingos were long considered an invasive species in the US, though there is some question about whether the bright pink birds are actually native to South Florida. Oh. We will not get into that other article, but you should do some research. Yeah, go mm-hmm. learn something about flamingos. Mm-hmm. I you think earned it. They should release more flamingos into the wild because I would love to just walk out. <laughs> In Koreatown and just see a flock of flamingos. I love you and think you're wrong because if I have a feeling there's probably a reason that they're not releasing flamingos into the wild. Mm. And as someone who is tormented on a daily basis by the parrots, <laughs> the native valley. parrots of the valley, um, I don't want those stinky long leg bitches with their weird necks uh, just, you know, picking through the garbage. 
All right. All right. All right. But no remember, fl- I started that with, I love you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, no flamingos in, in the concrete jungle. I get it. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, I love you, but <laughs> let's get into our next story from the New York post.com. Best man steals bride from groom after confessing love during his wedding speech. This headline is misleading. A little bit, a little bit. And it's also my plan for Cassandra during her own wedding. So, <laughs> Oh boy. Mm. So here's what happened is this woman and this woman met a guy in high school and they were friends and she had a boyfriend and I guess she married her high school sweetheart according to this uh, story. But the three of them were like the best of friends, like just this little threesome. We love life. These two are dating. And then this guy. Yeah. Okay. So Desiree White, 32, ultimately divorced her husband to marry her lifelong friend and the best man at her wedding, Bryant, after he confessed his undying love for her while toasting her nuptials to his then best friend. Yeah. So he's the best man. He goes, first moment I saw Desiree, I loved her. I fell in love with her. I knew she had to be mine. I thought she was the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. And like, gives that speech and everyone's like "Uh, what then the wedding goes on and there's like a moment where like the the maid of honor and the hut and the groom danced and the bride and the best man dance which like if i was at that wedding i would be watching that dance like crazy and just so like toxic and gossiping it would have been insane yeah oh yeah yeah, so so it ended after like uh you know he said basically um you know I she's the best person I've ever met I, I love you both basically he's like you know but you know congrats so, congrats <laughs> and then everyone was like what the fuck did we just hear and so that yeah, was kind so, of uh, oh go ahead oh no god yeah so they're dancing and she's like what was that and he was like nothing like (laughs) it's cool and then you know like everything kept happening like they were married for like what a year and then all her all of a sudden her she said that her husband was just turning into like not the guy that she thought he was Mm -hmm. being a a husband didn't suit him and uh so they got divorced and you know this guy the best friend was still a friend during the divorce and helping her and stuff and then one day it just it just happened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. I I mean, nothing just happens, you know? Right. Like, how do you come back from that? Like, if someone, first of all, first of all, if you're going to profess your love, do it before the wedding. Yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of like, I mean, it's a dick move to do, like, the day of the wedding regardless. Mm-hmm. But, like, to do it after, like... The papers have already been signed. It's kind of like, well, you're too fucking late. Like truly too late. Yeah. And, and the bridesmaids have already folded their tips into like little tiny, you know, squares so that they can shake, you know, that's too late, you know. Yes. Everyone's moved on. It's over, you know. So I don't like that element, but it's like, how do you come back from that? Like, how do you, did the bride and the groom on like the way to the honeymoon go, what was up with Bryant's speech? Like, mm-hmm. are you guys like, I don't, I don't see how this didn't affect her year long marriage. Oh, from 
the day one. Yeah. There was a seed planted that made him. Yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. Obviously something was within the husband. Like that was already going to happen. But like that, that was watered, you know, like the seed had been planted and then that was just watered by this speech. How how do you become. I hate to defend a man ever, Mm -hmm. but like, how do you become a good husband to someone when your best friend who was like introduced to you by her was turns out like super in love with her your wife the whole time and like she allegedly didn't know it's like that's just like such a rough start to a wedding or to a marriage like you're losing your best friend like i I don't know i have i have so many questions but anyway so they're together now and they've been married in since 2012 and they have like four kids and they're super happy so like i guess that's cool but like this was not a victimless uh love story i'll tell you what yeah yeah it yeah it's like we're happy for them now but it's like mm, mm, something in the milk ain't clean you know yeah totally Mm. that's such a wild expression and i've heard you say it before and i love you for it yeah i don't know it's just something you know little something in the back of the brain you know (laughs) let's get into our next story which I just love because it just makes me feel like something I would have done in my childhood <laughs> from WKBN.com. Robert in Warren, Ohio asked victim to pinky promise not to report it. Sounds legit. What kind of monster breaks a pinky promise? A reported robbery victim told police that the robber made him pinky promise that he wouldn't call authorities after stealing $80 from him and Warren. It was around 10.30 p.m. and uh, the guy was walking along the road when he was approached by a man wearing a ski mask. And then the man asked, the guy in the ski mask was like, are you a drug dealer? And then the victim was like, nah. And he was like, sweet. Here's a knife. I'm giving you all your money. Mm-hmm. What would have happened if he was like, yeah, I'm a drug dealer. I am curious. Like, what's up with the drug dealers in Warren, Ohio? Like, are they like crazy scary? Because I mean, that is kind of like, hey, are you are you a black belt in any sort of martial art? Okay, cool. I'm gonna rob you. Or like, <laughs> you know, do you actively carry a firearm? Okay, mm-hmm. great, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. rob you. But oh. it's like if they say yes, be like, all right, carry on. I will continue on my ski mask wearing duties at 10 40 p.m uh and see you later but then the victim was made to pinky promise that he wouldn't call the cops and the victim broke that promise like the order of pinky promise has been handed down from man for thousands upon thousands of years the egyptians had pinky promises the fucking cavemen had pinky promises you can't break a pinky promise it goes against the order of man what's next cannibalism i say so but you know here's the thing was the pinky promise done correctly because if you did a pinky promise like did they both kiss their thumbs also or touch them together mm-hmm. yeah and then touch them together or like did the victim have his his other hand behind his back with his fingers crossed because these are legal ways to break a pinky promise yeah you're you know what you're right uh, as pinky promise lawyers you know we we are jurists doctorates in pinky promise law mm-hmm. yeah i've got a lot of questions that this story 
does not get into and I need answers. So I want answers. It's like I went to Harvard for nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the robber rode off on a bicycle, mm-hmm. obviously, but the police didn't catch him, which was fucking, you know, so like here's we have yet another time traveler on this episode of Trashy Trashy. I mean, the officers check the area near the pit stop gas station for a man riding a bicycle, but were unable to find anyone. It feels like they were like, looked left, looked right. And we're like, anybody riding a bike? No, I'm going to go home. <laughs> Sorry about your bad luck, guy. You're out 80 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds like that was uh, what you would have made in tips at a night at the Applebee's. Oh, my God. Speaking of that. Feeling good in the neighborhood. According to the New York Post, Applebee's franchise exec is slammed for allegedly suggesting employee pay cuts. How could you possibly pay an Applebee's employee less? I mean, here's the thing. As food gets scarce, have we considered eating the rich? Interesting. Yeah, just a pitch I've been thinking about. Mm -hmm. Is food scarce? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) For supply chain, I don't know. I'm not smart. No, no, Erica, please. You're a pinky lawyer. I'm a pinky promise lawyer. An Applebee's franchise executive is under fire for allegedly suggesting in a leaked email that worsening economic conditions could force desperate restaurant workers into longer shifts at lower wages. As inflation continues to climb and gas prices continue to go up, that means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. That's what he said. A March 6th email was allegedly sent by Wayne Pankratz, an executive with American Franchise Capital. I mean, the, no disrespect to anyone who's named Wayne, but like Mm-mm. that is a billionaire villain name almost mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the email, he gleefully shares that stimulus checks have run out, mom and pop shops are struggling to offer competitive wages, driving more potential employees into the hiring pool. We more people coming to Applebee's to serve a surf and turf previously frozen. So he says the favorable labor market gives his company the chance to hire employees at a lower wage. Said the businesses were hiring team members eighteen to twenty dollars an hour. They're not going to be able to afford this anymore. So the labor market is about to turn into our favor. What can you do? Mm-hmm. He says, most of our employees' base and potential employee base live paycheck to paycheck. Any increase in gas cuts into their disposable income. Fucking God. If you hold these views, just don't put them in an email, I guess. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Don't put this shit in writing. There should be nothing exciting about the prospect of paying someone less money. If it's your reality that you have to pay someone less, then that's one thing. But like to be like stoked because I mean, maybe it means that you get more money. It's I don't know. Like, I just don't totally get that. Like, I understand, you know, not wanting to pay people more than what their position is. I don't know. Like, I can see a lot of like the capitalist ways, but or like thinking that someone's wanting too much money, but to be excited to pay people less than like what they would deserve. 
Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Oh, yeah. He, he goes on to say, besides hiring employees at a lower wage to decrease our labor when able, make sure to have the pulse on the morale of your employees. Your employees that live paycheck to check are impacted more than the people reading this email. So he's aware of this. Be conscious of that. Many will need to work more hours or get a second job. Do things to make sure you are the employer of choice. Get schedules completed early so they can plan their other jobs around yours. More importantly, have a culture and environment that will attract people. I mean, that is like the pizza party logic of everything. Or instead of bonuses this year, we're going to give everyone swag. Mm. (laughs) Like, Like, that's what that is. Like, the, the bile in my throat is just like, rising yeah like look people are gonna have to work more hours to get a second job absolutely so you know make sure that this is their favorite shitty job yeah yeah so a spokesperson for the company told the kansas city star that pancreas does not have the power to influence company hiring policy Mm. oh good he's just some guy (laughs) yeah he's just some guy with ideas idiot you know who's not a fucking idiot who ashley tisdale do you know what you're right she's from insider.com ashley tisdale says that she made her husband buy 400 books for empty bookshelves before a video shoot and before you think oh my god how vain and fake you know to like just randomly buy a bunch of books so that it looks good well yeah it's that's like it, she's an architectural architectural digest i respect that she's admitting it a hundred percent because other people do shit all the time to stage their houses and they just act like oh it just looks like this all the time if you think for one second that every episode of mtv cribs that you've seen is someone's actual fucking house Mm -mm. you are severely mistaken people Uh, will rent houses for that they'll mm -hmm. buy furniture just for that no yeah the only one i would believe is mariah carey I do think that she actually lives like that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, Pimp My Ride, all of those cars were, like, practically uninsurable <laughs> and undrivable after that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they were not road drivable. You know? Yeah. A champagne dispenser in the front seat. It's like, you can't get insurance on a car. Like, <laughs> it's all fake. I'm sorry to tell you. So the yeah. fact that she's making a joke about it. Okay, Ashley Tisdale, I like yeah. you. And she's stimulating the economy. She's like, go to a local bookstore totally. and buy 400 books. I mean, that probably kept that bookstore open for two more months. <laughs> He's like, honey, we should be collecting books over time and putting them in our shelves. And she was like, no, 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 no. Not when AD comes. <laughs> So she was pregnant at the peak of the pandemic and like they just moved into a new house. And so she furnished the home. She's got like a nice design eye and her dad is like a contractor. So she's kind of building a little bit of a name for herself as a, um, you know, design influencer. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just love her, her honesty. <laughs> her, her whole architecture digest is like 16 minutes long, but if you watch it's about three, three and a half minutes into the clip when she gets to the bookshelves and reveals the, here's the book. Thing. They're all brand new. 
not not a not a lick of words have been read off these books. Not a fingerprint in these books. <laughs> I basically have a bookstore in my home. <laughs> All these books going right back. <laughs> yeah, cameras down. Every book's going back on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh my god! So. It, it's a nice segue from someone being very honest to think, although this is a sad story in my opinion, from hopdla.com. Sunset Beer Company, a staple of the Los Angeles beer scene and one of the first craft beer bars in the area, announced their closure on Thursday afternoon after being open on Sunset Boulevard since 2011. Sunset Beer was one of the first places in the area to dedicate itself fully to craft beer, even as Echo Park quickly became a small bastion of craft beer bars like Mohawk Bin, Sage Brewery, and the Semi-Tropic, all are within walking distance. Mm. Sunset Beer was well known for their staff's knowledge and wide selection of bottles and draft beers. So like this is one of my favorite places, yeah. truly. I've, if you ever listen to Nooner podcast, you know that I talk about Sunset Beer a lot and that actually Marty's like good friends with the owner and uh, Marty had his 50th birthday there actually two or three years ago before the pandemic. But this is like devastating. It was like when I lived in Echo Park, this was my favorite fucking place. When people came to visit me, I'm like, you got to, we got to go to Sunset Beer because it was basically like a liquor store vibe of like fridges full of beer that you could just buy a beer and like leave or you could buy a beer and, and then walk over to the other side of the restaurant or uh, the other side of the bar and you can drink it there. And they weren't, I mean, they were charging you what the can was worth. So you'd be like, oh, cool. I just like, it was like a place where you could go get a beer for like four bucks in LA. Mm-hmm. So they're fucking closing and it has nothing to do with the pandemic. Right, right. The, the reason why we're getting into this, it's, it's very sad, but the reason why is because the rent is increasing by the new building owner. So in an Instagram post that they announced on Thursday, the new owners of the building, Red Car LTD slash industry partners who acquired the property in 2018, showed no interest in negotiating leases, evidence the beer company or the beer bar says, by three of the businesses in their strip mall walking away, leaving the building mostly vacant. Yeah, there was like that strip malls had a lot of different like things in it. And like, I guess maybe right before the pandemic, there was like a kind of comic booky shop, a new bar and Sunset Beer. And then I think like a dentist's office or a laundromat, like something else. And this new play, this new red car industry partners who bought the build. Yeah, they bought it in 2018. They jacked the rent up so high that these businesses were leaving and they didn't do anything about it. Like- they, this company has so much money that they can lose that rent knowing in their long-term goal of getting all those businesses out and converting this strip mall into something fucking awful. So Red Car Industry or Red Car is a commercial real estate investment company started by a former Blackstone executive in 2018 that began with just under 500 million in funds and essentially... So according to their own website, they're an urban commercial real estate in Los Angeles. They say they acquire underperforming properties and high growth urban neighborhoods and add value 
through specialized redevelopment and deep repositioning. Jim Jacobson is the chairman and CEO of Redcar LTD. The address of Sunset Beer, 1498 Sunset Boulevard, is listed as a coming soon on their website. Yeah, they're going to turn this shit into some fucking condos that no one can afford or, you know, Chipotle. Yeah, like Chipotle, Starbucks kind of. And this is happening all over Echo Park. Like it's already happened to there was this like old laundromat that had like a subway in it for like it was just kind of a good dingy place. But then it got bought up and now it's like a habit burger and a Chipotle and like. Mm you know, all these things. So it's like, that's fine, I guess, for certain areas like that call for that, but to bulldoze over the character and like these businesses that have been there for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years in this neighborhood that like even 30 years ago, nobody would even step foot in because it was considered so dangerous and like low income and Let's just build a freeway through here and fuck everyone. This is like a new way of fuck everyone because I'm not going to say that I wasn't like a, a, a participant, I suppose, in the gentrification of Echo Park because I did live there and mm-hmm. I wasn't one of the original like residents there, you know, but like right. it's now gotten to a point where I don't even know who, like, who are you looking for? Who do you want to live there? Yeah, it's uh same. It's the the Abbott Kinneyification of Echo Park. You yes. know, there's there's definitely waves of gentrification and I too, uh, you know, I'm a gentrifier. I lived in Echo Park for quite some time and you know, I'm a transplant and lived there, but I feel like I, you know, contributed to the neighborhood. Yeah. So, yeah, Red uh, Red Car was going to raise the rent four times what they were originally paying. And so if you go to urbanize.city slash LA, Redcar has bought up properties in Chinatown, Culver City, West Adams, Santa Monica, downtown Echo Park. They're buying up a lot of property and they are part of taking advantage of a a government program that is allowing people to take advantage of like re-urbanized zones and essentially what they think is uh, it's 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 a it's a bad deal we're letting these people come in and essentially screw over communities and like jim jacobson is a bad capitalist yeah not good not good, not good. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm all for like, you know, having neighborhoods like thrive and be profitable and be a place where it's safe and where there's good businesses and all these kinds of things. But there's just there's so many bad intentions and all it's all about money with this stuff. And this is just kind of, you know, like there's over 40,000 people who are homeless in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. we keep building these big condo high rises for that are over a million dollars per con like no one can afford to fucking live here anymore this this whole thing is like driving people out i really like i but i guess i think this about san francisco too i'm like who can actually afford to be there and there are people so what do i know it's just commercial real estate with deep pockets yeah i mean to start a company with half a billion in like 
to be able to buy up property. And then that property gains value and to be able to flip it. And then it's just, yeah, man, we're, we're seeing it's, it's, you know, the land run again. What the land run. What is that? Is this a short story? No. Uh, it, oh, the land run is when Oklahoma, basically Oklahoma was an event. Basically, anytime there was land in Oklahoma, it was restricted, right? And it was the government would say, okay, everybody meet up at, at, at noon on, on this day. And it would be open on a first come, first serve or by bid basis. And but in Oklahoma, a lot of times they would they would take over uh, like Indian territory and they would literally say like at noon, take off and like whatever plot of land you can get that will become your and it was a literal land run like whoa like a land rush like where you would like sprint out on your horse or your wagon and be like this is our plot and this is our territory like this is the one we're gonna take and like that's a lot of land in and in america was like settled through land runs it's just crazy so this is just like capitalist land runs the only time that those rules are appropriate is on the first episode of the real world where everyone goes and finds their room otherwise <laughs> or, or real housewife's trip yeah 100 yes. percent. otherwise no no so anyways this isn't very funny it's a bummer and uh it's very 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 yeah. garbage yeah what are you what are you hoarding this week i'm hoarding um gel manicures <laughs> yes Mm. as we complain about the privileges of the rich um <laughs> i okay we uh, a a 30 to 60 dollar gel manicure does not put us in the one percent you know fair. you're absolutely right i just tell you what it just got it's i used to get acrylics for years and now i can't really do it because it's hard to type and it ruins your nails but i've been getting gel manicures now for like i don't know like the past four or five months and it's a price to pay. It's like, I have to budget for it because it is, you know, like Erica said, 40 to $60 every like three ish weeks. I push it kind of far, but it just fucking makes me feel good about myself. And I have always been the type of person where if I, if my nails looked good, which is why I got acrylics for so long, if my nails looked good then it kind of didn't matter what the rest of me looked like. It's kind of the same logic of like when you get the eyelash extensions, it's like there's, you have one thing that's like, right. Mm -hmm. Then you can get away with a lot being wrong. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard. Like I'm budgeting for a wedding and for fucking survival in Los Angeles. And mm -hmm. it's, it'll be easy to kind of slash these things, you know, like, but then I think about what, what it truly does to me. And like my confidence for three weeks. And I'm like, no, I have to, yeah, I have to get, I have to make room in the budget for the fucking manicures. Yeah. So I love them. Go get yourself a gel manicure if you want. Highly recommend it. Um, what are you hoarding? I'm hoarding a show on HBO Max called Starstruck. Okay. It is very cute little show. So the premise is a Kiwi, like a New Zealand girl, uh, transplant in London, meets a guy you know new year's eve they they hook up come to find out he's a very famous movie star wow and so you're like oh that's cute and she's just like 
you know, it's like a one night Sandy type thing. But then he's again, like a very famous movie star. And she's like, you're, you're famous. And he's a grown, like he's lovely. Like he's a grown up. He's funny. He's charming. He's nice. And she's kind of a mess and is kind of pushing him away. And he's kind of pulling her in and they, it's just, it's funny. It's charming. And it's just her navigating life and adulthood and him. It's just like this cute little, will they, won't they love story. And it's really funny and charming and it, it's great. It's really cute. It's called Love Struck. It's on HBO Max. There's two seasons Starstruck. out. Starstruck. Yeah, shit. Starstruck. Uh, there's two seasons. It's really, really well done. Starstruck on HBO Max. Not to be confused with the 2010 Disney Channel original movie, Starstruck. No, not the 2010 <laughs> Disney original movie. I just, I don't want people to get confused. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this one has a lot of, a lot more fucking in it, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Disney in 2010 was was out there, you know. <laughs> there might be some a lot of fucking in that. <laughs> what are you throwing away? I can't really think of much that was like I felt passionate enough to throw away, but it's kind of come to me while we we're at the podcast. And I I'm I'm putting myself out there and to be attacked. But like people who set their clocks actively like seven to eight minutes fast mm-hmm. fuck you man mm-hmm. like oh you won't want to be late like no we never want to be late i get i get that logic i guess but at the end of the day all your clocks are fucking wrong and they're giving me anxiety <laughs> so what about four minutes no fucking get your clock right okay. if you don't want to be late okay. do other things but this clock everywhere that are wrong that affects everyone who enters your home (laughs) okay okay what about what about a car no (laughs) are you crazy four minutes fast in the car no what no 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 look your phone is always going to be on time you're if you have an apple watch that shit's going to always be on time so you just look like a fucking crazy person if your car your oven your alarm clock all this shit if it's just like fast like what the fuck is your problem not you although it sounds like you do it i'm just i'm just asking questions (laughs) i I, look i know a lot of people do this very specific questions (laughs) Just if you're trying to find the line, there ain't one. Okay. I don't like when people do this. I find it. I just, I don't know. It's like giving me anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at a clock right now and it's not right. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I had to hurry up. And then I'm like, no, that clock is 10 minutes fast. Because mm-hmm. Andra hates time travelers. I don't hate time travelers. <laughs> I just believe in them. And honestly, this kind of shit with the clocks being wrong is something that is life or death if we have if we come into encounter with the time traveler. Because they're gonna be like, oh, I already missed my deadline. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Hello. We need to make sure that if a time traveler comes among us, that they can get what they need to do done. And when you set your clocks wrong, imagine that you have a car with a four-minute fast time because you do it because you don't like to be late or whatever and then a time traveler needs to like 
steal your car in order to like do something so that like the world doesn't explode Mm -hmm. and then they're in your car and then the time is wrong like are you kidding me are you was it worth it was it worth it always being on time (laughs) just get ready earlier anyways i've Mm -hmm. gone on a tangent i Mm -hmm. thought that this was going to be small and it's obviously Mm -hmm. so much bigger to me what are you throwing out yeah i am i'm throwing out you know i in the pandemic i have upticked my usage of delivery Mm -hmm. and um i don't i'm throwing out delivery drivers and people assuming i am a family of four and bringing the silverware and cutlery for a family of four when i'm ordering my dinner for one (laughs) i have like a junk drawer full of you know the the plastic containers you know the silverware that you get from these places and it's like okay nope just just the one person i just want a bite of this and a dab of that but i get it looks like a lot of food but it's it's embarrassing and i i don't know how to put a note in this is just for one person or no silverware please you know it's just uh but yeah it's wasteful so we just have a drawer of you know disposable plastic silverware piling up and it's um I'm throwing it out in general. It's so funny because it's like, I understand the logic of the restaurant, you know, because you don't want to give them not enough silverware and then they call you and they go, Wee, you know, mm-hmm. but I had to eat with my hands. Yeah. I was like, no, you, you don't have silverware at home. Like, okay, that's fair. But I also understand your struggle because there have been times where like, I'll get the food and then I'll be like, I'll see three sets of silverware and I go, oh, copy that. I'm about to eat three people's worth of food fuck yeah it's like it's like a serving size on a nutrition label like but it's too late i already did it yeah it's like note note taken note (laughs) taken like oh fuck i got four fortune cookies yeah (laughs) i don't need that (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, where where can the people find you Okay. So here's what happened. So I got mm-hmm. back on Instagram mm-hmm. and I went and I made myself private and I deleted a lot of followers. So if I deleted you because you're a listener and we do not know each other personally, just add me back and just let me know you're a listener because it's hard when you're friend. Like I deleted over 400 followers. So I know that I may have accidentally deleted listeners. I know that, but I don't know if you're a listener or you're like a bot or you're like one of the weird like men that requests me on Facebook all the time. What's up with that? Why do wow. men, random middle-aged men request me on Facebook? How do they yes. fucking even find me? How do they find me? Why are they wearing sunglasses in their profile pictures? Yeah. What the hell are middle-aged white men doing on Facebook? They're just sitting there scrolling around looking at like women mm-hmm. and just uh, anyways, whatever. The point yeah. is add me back request to follow me if you want you don't even have to it's I mean, you don't have to but i don't know it's not personal it's just yeah. it's not personal if i deleted you as a follower i am sorry please request me back i just i i got on a tangent i got on a roll and then i realized when it was too late that perhaps i had done some damage so hashtag mental health hashtag uh, <laughs> instagram recovery so yeah. 
at Cass Cardenas is my Instagram handle. That bitch is private. Add me back. Let me know. I listen to Trashy. I mean no harm. And I'll let you back. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You can also find me on the Nooner podcast. I haven't been in a few weeks, but you know, you could you can definitely find me there. I'm, I'm on quite a few episodes. And then uh, Twitter at Cass Cardenas. I rarely post. Where do they find you? You can find me at Iconic Erica Curry. You can also find me at... We are JWC, which is the Jacked Wrestling Comedy Show, which by the time you're listening to this will have taken place on Saturday, April 2nd, and there will be another one coming in May. And that is a comedy wrestling variety show with wrestlers and comedians. And it is a damn good time at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles. But you can follow us along for all the fun antics and the good times. And yeah, at Iconic Erica Curry is is probably the best spot. And it's a great place. You can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and on Twitter at our website, www.trashytrashypodcast.com or on our Gmail at trashytrashypodcast at gmail.com. Send us a listener story. Tell us why you're trash. You can also submit stories for us to read on the pod. We love it when you do. And it always helps us climb in the charts. If you could leave us a five-star review on the Spotify or Apple iTunes chart, it helps other people find the podcast that you are listening to right now. Be a part of something bigger. Yes. <laughs> hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey!